Hi guys, Adora here. Welcome to episode two of Lumination Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about how to deal with meetings. Um, and the subtopic is meetings or distraction, right? But first I'm going to share a quote because I love quotes, good ones though, not, not just any quote. <laughs> According to Dave Barry, if you had to identify in one word the reason why the human race has not achieved and will never achieve its full potential, that word will be meetings. I mean, this is a beautiful quote because I can see how it applies um, to life in general. Like, everyone's always having a meeting. Everyone's always on a rush to some meeting that they're having. Everyone is canceling um, things that are very important to their health, very important to who they are because they're running to a meeting. So the question now is, are you running to a meeting or a distraction? And that's the really tough question that most people need to answer honestly. In a society that believes that meetings will solve all problems, it's important for you to know when to request for an email or phone call rather than a meeting. Oh yes, I know that your client is putting pressure on you to attend meetings. And I know that yes, you might not get the work because you're refusing to attend a meeting. But on the other hand, you might actually save yourself the headache of wasting your time at a meeting where you wouldn't have got the work anyway so you're telling yourself you know i'm not going to get this work if i don't if i say no to this meeting but maybe you wouldn't have got the work anyway the truth is that they called you means that they know your value and so i found that in my experience for instance meetings can be a way to defer decisions rather than make decisions and if the meeting is valid then i will go for it but if it's not then i know when to apply technology and the truth is even with clients once you set that tone of how you approach things the truth is sometimes your clients will adjust to it sometimes your clients won't and that's when you have to bend a little bit but to the larger extent you can actually control the meetings that you have or the number of meetings that people request you know depending on on the precedence that you set success in general comes with distractions and the more value that you provide in your life so the more you do stuff the more requests for your time increases And while it's great to give your time because you're like, oh, you know what, I want to impact many lives, so I want to continuously give my time, it's also important for you to know when to say no and conserve that energy for the greater good because the truth is you're doing people a disservice if you're using your energy um, in ways that it shouldn't be used and you're not conserving it for the people that you really need to use it on, right? And, you know, the sad part about it is that it never really seems like you're using up a lot of time until you start to intentionally measure the usage. So I use an app called Quality Time. Um, I'm sure you can find it on other stores, but you can find it on the Google Play Store. Um, And it allows me to just see how I use the various apps on my phone. And using that app just allowed me to cut down on my phone usage time. So I cut it down from five to seven hours to about three hours each day. The thing is, time requests are not always in the form of a physical meeting. So you have to be consciously aware of the requests that come in the form of phone calls, catch-ups, WhatsApp groups, interviews. Hey, I'm in your neighborhood, so I thought to drop by. These are all demands for your time. And saying yes to every meeting because you feel bad doesn't make you a good person. So let's do a quick calculation of how much a typical meeting time takes. The conversation to decide details of the meeting, so let's say time, date, location, that takes like maybe one hour. In some cases, even multiple days, because you're going back and forth trying to figure out when you're actually going to have that meeting. 
And then finally, the meeting day comes, and your commute to that meeting maybe one to two hours, depending on the distance. And then you have small talk, right? So the how are you, how's life, that's 15 to 20 minutes. And then the introduction to the meeting. So that's the, you know, I, I think you need to know this before we enter to the real meeting <laughs> conversation. And that's about maybe another 10 minutes. Then you spend another 10 to 15 minutes talking about the meeting itself. So actually being in the meeting, another 10 to 15 minutes. And then you commute back to your location, another one to two hours, right? Again, depending on distance. So based on what I've just calculated, I'm talking four hours and 45 minutes. That is long. If that was done via phone or video call, it would have cost you maybe max one hour. So next time you're asked to attend a meeting, just respond with, can we email or video call through this first stage? Often than not, what you will find is that the person asking is actually happy to email, but they're just used to the default response of, can we meet? Because culturally, that's what we do. We say, oh, can we meet? But the truth is, on the other person's end, they might actually just be like, you know what, can we just email? But if I, if I say we should email instead of meeting, then this person is not going to take me seriously. They're going to think I'm not a professional person because professionals meet, you know, and then you're just, you're thinking the same thing. So both of you are thinking the same thing and nobody's really saying the fact that we're just going to be wasting each other's time. Let's just have a phone call, right? So you need to be able to, you know, maybe take that step and take that risk. Um, you know, to put it out there that, that you would rather have a first conversation via phone or via email. And I do that a lot. Um, now, this being said, there are good meetings. Okay, so there are meetings. And how I define a good meeting is um, meetings that leave you empowered and productive, right? Those are good meetings. Let's quickly identify some meetings that are distractions. If a meeting drains your energy, it is a distraction. If you're only meeting because you want to make the other person happy, it's a distraction. If the meeting is not beneficial to you in some way, shape, or form, it's a distraction. If the meeting centers around gossip, it's a distraction. If the meeting is about your last meeting, it's a distraction. If the meeting is about your next meeting, it's a distraction. If the meeting doesn't have a clear agenda, it's a distraction. And if your mind is not present at that meeting, it's a distraction. Now, based on my experience, I will share a few tips on how to deal with meeting requests. So the first one is discern if you really need to call or attend this meeting. Now, in the past, I have scheduled meetings without clarifying the purpose. I've had moments where I got a brainwave about an idea and I decided that I needed to meet with someone immediately. Right, so this idea hits my head and I'm like, you know what, I need to meet with this person. And then after I schedule the meeting, I realize that I'm not ready to have the meeting. But then it feels like it's too late to cancel and so I had the meeting anyway, and then I just waste both of our times. Now, after doing this a few times, I learned that it was important to engage in strategic thinking and evaluate the project first before I consider that a meeting is necessary. Before you call that meeting or you attend that meeting, you need to be sure that both parties have actually evaluated the project and they're sure that this meeting is going to set off a chain reaction of execution sparks. So if it's not going to move into execution or move into the next stage, you know, next progressive stage, then that's not a meeting, that's a distraction. The second one is choose a communication outlet that works best for you. And I learned this one the hard way. If you live in Lagos, you know that most meeting requests are on the island. Right? So if you live and work on the mainland like I do, then you know that those island meeting requests can be hectic. 
And in the past, I would leave my house at, say, 6.30 a.m. and I would spend at least two, two, three hours sitting in traffic just to make a 10 or 11 a.m. meeting on the island, right? While the person who called the meeting who lives on the island spends 10 to 15 minutes to get to the location. And then I would get there only to find that a phone call would have worked. But I'm the one losing out on majority of the time while they're not losing out on the majority of the time, right? And when I would be at these meetings, I couldn't even concentrate. I just found myself like trying to plan my movement back to the mainland. So I'm like, you know what? Oh my God, I need to leave at this time because I need to you know, head back without getting into traffic because I need to have this other meeting in this place and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not even concentrating on the meeting that I went for. And so what I started to do was I started to request for Google Hangouts or Skype. And I became more productive and happier. Video meetings allow you to plan your thoughts, have in-depth conversations, and focus on deliverables and takeouts. And then once you're done with the meeting, you can literally just return back to your work without all the fluff in the middle of that meeting. And so I started to do that, and it worked for me. So I now choose the communication outlet that works for me, unless the meeting is absolutely necessary. I just say to people, hey, can we do a video call You know, if, 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 if the point is that you want to see me, right? Otherwise, we can just do a regular phone call, um, or we can just email, right? Now, the third one is determine the value to the person versus the value to you. Always clarify the value of the meeting to you and the value to the person with which you are having that meeting. So I also measure opportunity cost. So I say to myself, you know what, does this meeting prevent me from getting more important work done? Does this meeting help me make progress with my work? Does this meeting help the other party make progress with their work? Is this meeting just neutral for me? Do I have the mental space for this meeting? Am I prepared for this meeting? Am I showing up fully for this meeting? This is very important because if that meeting is meant to be beneficial to the other person and you accepted it, then you must show up fully or not at all because you're doing them a great disservice if you just listen and nod your head without providing any meaningful contribution. So if you're not ready to have that meeting, don't accept it for the sake of, of accepting it. Right, so ask yourself again, what is the value to you? What is the value to that person? Don't just take meetings because, oh, you want to make somebody else happy and then you're not even giving them the value you know, of that meeting. So they've come to you to ask you, you know, a favor or to ask for your, for your knowledge on certain things and you're not even spilling the knowledge the way you should be because again, you, know, you don't see the value in that meeting to yourself. Be honest about value, right? Hey, I don't see the value in it. Can you make me see the value in it, right? And then this way you can show up fully and be, give your best to that meeting. The next one is number four, which is don't multitask during your meetings. I remember attending a client pitch where my colleague was presenting. We'd worked on this project overnight. We were super excited about delivering it to the client. We arrived early. We set up the projector. We're gingered, like, oh my God, we're going to blow your mind today. And as my colleague started his presentation, I just looked to my right and I noticed that the client was typing on her computer. Like she was just typing the entire time. And while she was typing on her computer, she was also sending messages on her phone. Now, for me, this was very rude. I mean, even if the person had some super ability to multitask during the pitch, it was just unfair for her not to give her full attention to something that was as important as this, something that we put in extra effort to do and something that my colleague was gingered to present and had practiced for, you know. 
So when I attend meetings now and the other person is busy typing on their phone, I find it very disrespectful and I will end the meeting quickly. I will end it or I will say something. Because the truth is, if you need to use your device, then it's best that you pause the discussion and then return back when you're done. If we're both going to multitask during the meeting, then we should have just emailed instead. That's the way I see it. So if both parties are not concentrating, then what's the point? Like, just email, you know? And the fifth one is cancel if absolutely necessary. So for the past few months, a friend of mine and myself have been trying to schedule a work meeting. And it proved futile until about last week, right? We finally had a date. We had a time. We're both 100% committed to meet, right? And the day before our meeting, another friend of mine had an emergency that required my attention. So I had to cancel my pre-scheduled meeting at the very last minute. Now, if it was Adora in the past, I would have struggled to try and be in both places at the same time and make it happen somehow. I'd be like, you know what, I'll go here first, and then after that, I will swing to this other one. But we thank God for personal growth and honesty. Hmm. I've learned how to communicate situations regardless. But now, I'm gonna give you a disclaimer before I go any further, right? I can get away with this situation because I usually keep my word. So if you're a chronic meeting counselor, this one is not for you. It's not for you, right? But if you're the type of person that continuously keeps your word on things that you have that integrity in place, um, then if you need to cancel a meeting, go ahead and cancel it. Don't put yourself under unnecessary pressure to try to be at all these meetings at the same time or, at, um, or back to back because you feel like, oh, you know, you'd scheduled it and you don't want to leave it. You know, prioritize, right? Some things are important. Some emergencies come up and it's okay to tell the other person that an emergency came up because the truth about it is if I had gone into that meeting with the emergency that came up, my mind wouldn't have even been in that meeting. I think if we understand the reason or the objectives, right, why we have these meetings, then we will understand how to handle these meetings. Because ultimately, it's not about just being in the same physical space. It is about coming together to, to do something. So you said, you know what, we're having a meeting because we're trying to get to XYZ destination, right? And so if that meeting is not going to take you there for whatever reason, whether it's because you're distracted or because you're not ready for the meeting or because you there's no value you know, in what it is that you're providing or what they're providing, then it's important to be honest about that, right? So that you're not just wasting your time and not actually moving forward. I can go on and on and on with many tips because I have a storage full of advice, but I'll end it with these five tips that I've given you. And I hope that it helps you view meetings in a larger context and it just helps you uh, make decisions on what meetings are uh, distractions and what meetings are good meetings.